This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, you guys, it's Tuesday, the most productive day of the week I've heard on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley hey. Trainer. And, uh, okay, we got to talk about Monique because uh, she has actually said some stuff about two of the most powerful women in television. But before we talk about what she's said about those women, let's refresh ourselves about what a Monique is and what the original kind of beefs were that Monique yeah. had. There are a lot of beef. Monique's got a lot of beefs. Mm-hmm. She's uh, like a butcher. Honestly, she, she is like a butcher. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a lot of beef or maybe a, an Arby's. What else? Maybe She's like got the, the freezer meats. case at your A&P. Regardless, let's talk about um, what those original beefs are. First of all, you need to know Monique. If you don't, I mean, I don't need to tell you who Monique is. She's an actress, a comedian, and um, an Oscar award winner. She's an Oscar award winning actress, by the way. And uh, she, of course, was in the um, movie Precious, which I will say I never saw that. I haven't Precious. seen it either. But nonetheless, this all goes back to her original beef, right? The one and the reason I think we're talking about it today has to go all the way back to her agreeing uh, to do the movie. And as a part of agreeing to do that movie originally, she agreed that she would do some uh, promotion for it uh, domestically, like in the United States. Right. Well, then, according to Monique, people started asking her to do more than that. And that's when she said no. And she said, well, actually, she said, I'll do it, but you got to pay me for it. And they Which said, no. Fair. Alleg- she alleges she said no to a bunch of powerful people. They didn't like that very much. And consequently, long story short, she was blackballed. Now, that those people include, but are not limited to, Lee Daniels, of course, uh, who made the movie. But then Oprah, I think Oprah was a producer. Producer, I think, on Precious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Oprah Winfrey. And uh, there are a lot of other people who get roped into this but let's just stick with that one for now so that's like sort of the main beef a satellite to that is a whole beef that she has with oprah directly which i don't want to get into the the full details but essentially oprah had a show Mm -hmm. about monique the abuse that monique um dealt with as a child from the hands of her brother and oprah brought on her brother she ended up bringing on her mom and her dad. Monique was not privileged to that. She did not know that was going to happen. Long story short, she has a whole separate beef with Oprah right. for a variety of reasons. But part of that beef goes back to um, the ask for the movie Precious. Yes. Okay. So that's sort of like the big chunk 
Um, and if you want, I can tell you what she said specifically about Oprah. The reason we're talking about it today is because there's this interview where she sits down and she sort of lets loose on Oprah. She lets loose on Lee Daniels. Steve Harvey is a part of this conversation. And believe it or not, we'll get to it. will be Goldberg. So in this interview, she is kind of covering all sorts of beefs. And I will tell you, it is fascinating to watch her go on. Right, because she really does kind of pull back the curtain in a way that, you know, we we all see, we talk about this all the time on the Colleen and Bradley show, nothing is real, everyone smokes. We are only privy to the information that we are given, right? And people love to keep up appearances. So we see an Oscar award-winning uh, actress slash comedian uh, who's well-known for this job she did for this role she played in the movie Precious. Um, But we're not privy to all the extra bits and pieces that are happening behind the scenes, how things get negotiated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So for her, and oftentimes people don't speak out because, right, if you speak out, then you end up in the position that Monique is in where people are like, well, we don't want to work with her because she's telling the truth. She's telling the secrets. And in fact, she will say that everybody told her behind the scenes that you were absolutely right. There's nothing wrong with what you said. Now, there's this whole other thing about Netflix, too. You know, um, this is all sort of part and parcel. And and you can, like, go down the rabbit hole all you want. I would encourage you and we'll post um, a link to the interview online so that you can just watch the whole thing in the entirety if you want. Um, But there's this whole conversation about when she called for a boycott of Netflix and people, every time she says people... Powerful people behind the scenes were like, you're absolutely right. You're just not going about it the right way. Right. And she was like, well, it's easy for you to say because this is not affecting you directly. Right. So, of course, you don't think I'm going about it the right way. Right. And she really does seem in that. You think the thing that's so gripping and fascinating, whether you agree with her or not, whether you would do the same thing or not, you have to believe that she is speaking her truth. So can I just read a little bit to you about what she says to Oprah? So again, remember, Oprah does this show and presents to Monique that she's going to have her uh, brother on. Well, her brother sexually molested her and she is not convinced essentially that her brother um, is like, this is a good idea. But Oprah called her in advance and she was like, that's awesome. Oprah is giving me a heads up. She even offered Oprah did to like shut it down if Monique didn't want her to do it. She didn't do that. But then she starts to see some promos. Then she starts to realize that Oprah has invited her mom on, her dad on. Now, Monique, what you should know, has a very fraught relationship with her entire family, it sounds like. She thinks her mom's greedy. She thinks her dad's an alcoholic. So she watches the interview and sees her mom being greedy, her dad being an alcoholic, her brother trying to, you know... She essentially says they're running a con on this episode. And Oprah never told me that this was going to happen because if I had known, I would have shut shut it it down. down. Exactly. Now, she says her beef with Oprah then results from the fact that she tried to contact Oprah. Oprah didn't, you know, wasn't having it. Like there was no apology. She didn't get a chance to speak her truth. She actually did talk to Oprah initially right away after, but felt that she was so caught up in the moment with it being Oprah, right. that she didn't have the words to express why she was disappointed right. in what Oprah had done. Right. And I think people can relate to that. When you're feeling, when you you have sort of a, you're reacting to something fresh, it sometimes is difficult to get a grip on the words that you need to use in order to explain to somebody how they've wronged you yeah. or, or how it hurt you and, or affected you. Yeah. And it sounds like that's when she had that initial conversation with Oprah, she wasn't ready to articulate what she needed to. And then she ends up finally getting enough courage to confront her and does it 
Long story short, at an Oscar award party with um, African-American women who've previously won the Oscar at this at that year, who were up for the Oscar, including but not limited to Lupita Nyong'o. And so it's sort of this like circle of amazing, you know, uh, African-American women in this moment. And she, you know, essentially says to Oprah, um, I just want to see if I could get the actual quote. She took the cowardly way out. If you think I did some, she said to Oprah said to Monique in response when she called her out in this meeting, in this social setting, Uh if you think I did something wrong, then I want to apologize. So she says in that moment when she confronted Oprah in this group, and you can argue with whether or not she should have done that, right? Right. Whether Monique should have called her out in front of all these other people, um, Lupita Nyong'o herself, um, etc. But... Oprah's response was, if you think I did something wrong, then I'm sorry. Now, what's wrong with that? Well, that, you know, the if, if you think it puts it on her that she somehow errantly believes that Oprah it doesn't take any responsibility. It shifts responsibility entirely. Yeah. I mean, if you if you don't think you did something wrong, Oprah, tell her that. Right. In that moment. I did nothing wrong. Right. If you did do something wrong. Say Own that I did something wrong and I apologize, but right. that weasel, that weasel way. And it really does. She goes on to say, essentially, you know, people are starting to see Oprah for what she is. She has a whole, you know, set of beliefs about Oprah that maybe not everybody's going to agree with. But I will say again, what's fascinating is I think that the thing Monique is providing here is context, perspective, and a different viewpoint right. for some very high-powered and powerful people that we sort of just take as like, oh, Oprah's all, you know, positive sunshine and light. Right. Maybe not. Maybe she's just a person like you and I or anybody else for that matter. Or who, a shrewd businesswoman who has her own interests at the top of the list. And is not maybe as concerned with Monique as she is with herself. Exactly. Right? Which... Again, that's up for you to decide. Okay, so what did she say about Whoopi Goldberg? Okay, well, this is actually the beef that I thought. It's not even so much as a beef as a critique, which I just found to be completely compelling. So, Monique admits, and this is how it's presented in the interview. Again, Monique does a sit-down, and she's sort of telling truths. And she says that she cried after learning Whoopi Goldberg's salary on The View. And she said, Monique does, that that hurt my feelings. And you're thinking to yourself, why would Whoopi Goldberg telling Monique her salary on The View hurt Monique's feelings? Yeah. Right? Well, apparently, it all has to do with sort of paving the way for the people um, coming up behind you. Right. And Monique was having this conversation with Whoopi Goldberg where she was saying, um, in the moment... Don't worry about the people that are coming up behind you. She, you know, Monique apparently was concerned with other people younger than her being willing to work for less. And Whoopi Goldberg's response was, don't worry about the people coming up behind you. You just worry about yourself. But what frustrated Monique about that was when she learned mm-hmm. what Whoopi Goldberg made for The View after 10 years She said, not only now do I have to worry about the people in front of me that are making less or willing to work for less. Mm -hmm. I have to worry about people like you who've been blazing a trail being willing to work for less. Right. So as an artist herself, Monique, that is, 
she now has to try to fight even harder to get what she thinks she's worth. Which, I mean, this is like the theme of of Monique. Yeah. You know, and I don't know how that's working for her in the sense that, uh, you know, I hear her speaking truth. That's that's a good thing. She's punching up, which, you know, that's the right direction. But then I wonder, how is this benefiting her? Yeah. Um, because she has essentially been blacklisted. She said as much. Um, the whole deal with Netflix had everything to do with how much Amy Schumer was paid for her comedy special. Yep. And Monique was being offered like the most insulting fraction of that. Yeah, Academy Award winning actress uh, given, I think, what, $500,000 for a special, which the problem is where you and I sit, $500,000 sounds like a lot of money. Right. But from her position, that's nothing when you consider that Amy Schumer was making like what thirteen million or something for that special at around the same time and and you know so on the one hand I think like I like go Monique like she's speaking truth to power she's punching up she's talking about like you know the big Equity. players exactly and yet at the same time I wonder how is the, is that benefiting her and is it benefiting those people coming up behind her yeah for her to be telling these truths in this way. And it's interesting that you say that because if there's a, an interview that she did with Steve Harvey a while back where she, he tries to say that to her, basically uh-huh. like, I get it, but you got to understand we are this, we are fighting for more than just ourselves and you are fighting for you, which is awesome. But this is about much more than you, right. which she doesn't necessarily agree with. But so at the end of the day, to your point, I think the the awesome thing about this interview with Monique is that she's speaking her truth, right? But then for the rest of us, we have to decide, well, what's that getting her as right. a result? And therefore, by extension, what does what is the importance of speaking your truth if A, nobody is listening, or B, the truth is ultimately harming you? Right. In right. the short run. I mean, you know, there's Because everybody there's around her is playing the game. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, well. I will listen to whatever comes out of her mouth because she is telling, she's spilling some tea and I'm, yeah. all, I'm here for it. You have to it. appreciate people's honesty when they're yes. willing to speak openly about reality as they perceive it. In a, you know. in a, in a culture where you're not mm-hmm. really trained or invited to share an actual truth. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Don't worry. We share all sorts of truths on this show. Mm-hmm. And we're going to tell you the truth about some of your favorite uh, Hollywood stars after this with a dirt alert, Holly Roberts on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Holly Roberts Hi. is here with a Dirt Hi. Alert. Or she was just waiting. I was, I, actually, I was waiting. I was like, when's Holly going to tell us the Dirt Alert? But I'm supposed to tell you to tell us the dirt. Holly Roberts. Thank you, Colleen. Hi, girl. Thank you, girl. What's up? Lady Gaga's. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Smooching someone in L.A. on a brunch Chips date. Oh, uh-huh. I bet that they called the photographers and told them where they were brunching. Oh, so they could you kiss. don't say. So, <laughs> Lady Gaga was, was it Bradley out. Cooper? No. She was out kissing a guy named Dan Horton. Apparently, he's Did a- he hear a who? <laughs> Thank you. Who laughed? <laughs> Your mom. Uh, during a brunch date, they went to Granville in Studio City, California. And, I mean, they called the paparazzi for sure because Lady Gaga was, like, trying to get some of that Eggs Benedict from the back of Dan's throat, according to these pictures. Oh, Holly. Okay. I'm looking at them. People exclusive. <laughs> well, that's the other way we know that this was all staged, yeah. right? Because it's a people exclusive, which means they exclusively speed dialed. People magazine, People magazine. Said, show up for this, please, because there's going to be some kissing. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, and she's wearing cut off shorts with her butt cheek hanging out that say Gaga yeah. on the on yeah. the thing. She dressed so, for yeah. the occasion. She did. Hey, look, there I'm. there are worse people that Lady Gaga could have selected to make out with at Sunday brunch. Oh, God. Did, wait, did you say what? What is a very inappropriate way? Oh, that is totally inappropriate. Please put your butt back, especially if we're eating. Like yeah, nobody wants to see your butt. Wait, well, no. not only that, but I don't want to sit. What where are we your seeing? Are we seeing under butt? Or are we seeing? Yeah, we're seeing oh, okay. under butt. Here's it's here's the problem with the shorts. Three quarter butt is because you know the seats at Granville probably aren't cloth. And the windows are open, meaning it's warm outside. So oh. when Lady Gaga sits down, she's going to be getting some swass on it. And oh. She's going to have it left over after she leaves. Can I? Holly will always make sure to paint the most yes. disturbing picture. But it's true. I do just want to say, I'm really over the denim underwear trend as shorts. Oh, yeah. Because that's all that is. Yeah. That is denim panties. And it's a panties. Well, it is. Okay. I, I have to speak my truth. And Gaga is wearing denim panties and it's disgusting. So he's an audio engineer. Yeah. Did you say that? Yes. Um. So did he like work on one of her songs? I mean, do we have any indication of what the story is as to how they allegedly met, met and this uh, relationship blossomed? I'm thinking that's probably the case. We could only understand it that way we don't have a lot of clues about it but but you know what now we're wondering and that's when we will get the clues this is interesting so again i think this relationship like most of them is played for maximum publicity value like Mm -hmm. you don't choose to go public with your relationship yeah unless you want that to be a public narrative so whether or not they're actually enjoying each other's company i don't know they seem to be kissing rather nicely that said um, you have to, I feel like you can say of Lady Gaga, she likes to be in a relationship. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, if she didn't, I don't think it's just for publicity in the sense that she needs to get people talking about her because why would you have, why would you date an audio engineer? I feel like she's going to use it to maximum publicity to get people talking about it, but I think that there's some spark there, there. But I think what that means is because she just seems to go from one relationship to the next, you could at least determine that she appears to be someone who likes to be in a relationship. She's a serial monogamist. Yeah. Uh-huh. She just jumps from relationship to relationship. Yeah. yeah. So Which, you know, God bless her. We, we all have had our moments. Yeah. yeah. We wish Lady the Gaga and Dan all the best. Lady the Gaga. <laughs> and Dan Horton. Tim, Here's a who. I wonder if she's related to or if he's related to Tim. 
no word on that. Mm-mm. Tim Horton. <laughs> yeah, no way. Right? The donut guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I did want to tell you that Wendy Williams people are talking to Bravo or not Bravo. Excuse me. They're talking to page six and saying that Wendy Williams has no plans to join any real housewives franchise because it is beneath her. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Not to talk about, but to be a part. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, she'll, okay. she'll exploit them on her show. She yeah. just won't be one of them. All right. Thank you, Holly, for that delicious Bye. dirt. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we need somebody to play the 32nd pop culture challenge. Six five one six four one one zero seven one thirty seconds. Five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You win a prize on my talk one zero seven one. I'm gonna give you thirty seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at twelve thirty on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk one zero seven one, streaming live at mytalk one zero seven one dot com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That guy over there is Bradley Trainer. Good morning. That's, I got to turn my turn mic on. Turn your mic on. And this is your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30-second pop culture challenge. Who is on the phone today, Colleen? Uh, Sean is on the line. And what is Sean playing for? Sean is playing for a big, fat this. My Talk 107.1 t-shirt. All right. Woo-hoo. Timer will begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Friends in Low Places is a song by which country singer? What is the name of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's baby? Archie. What is the name of Jessica Alba's lifestyle company? Onyx. Margot Robbie plays which actress in the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Sharon Tate. Alex Rodriguez played for what sports team? Oh, great. Uh, the Yankees. Yay! Yeah, God, oh, that was amazing. Sean gets to Yankee ding, that ding, t-shirt ding, right ding, out of our hands. Oh, please stop. You are like taking Alexis's job as the dad pun extraordinaire. I've been hanging out with my husband a lot, and he's a dad, and so, you know, I learn things. Congratulations to Sean. You did win the 30-second pop culture challenge, and uh, we do it every day at 1230. So if you would like to have a chance to do it, you can have another chance tomorrow. And now... God, that was really good, by the yeah. way. I don't know how she got all that. Well, you know what I appreciated? I want to just... Can I just say something about her performance? If you must. She was very steady yeah. and sure. She wasn't yeah. trying to hurry. Did you yeah. notice that? She was very thoughtful. But... Intentional. Yes, intentional. So just, you know, strategic advice all right now we can move on to solve some mysteries and we do that in the form of blind items that holly has selected for us in this segment we call blinded by the item blinded by the item oh sorry (laughs) that's real great thank you appreciate that rendition all right your kindness real good got some celebrity gossip mysteries for you to solve colleen and bradley here is your first blind item the late night talk show host showed his true colors once again People keep expecting him to change, but he won't. Mm. The, I mean, there's so many options, and there was so little t- to be given there. Um, he showed his true colors. People expect. Mm. Oh, is that a Andy Cohen? Oh yeah. Hmm. Mm, fill All in right, the blank. It. All right. So Andy Cohen showed his true colors once again. People keep expecting Andy to change, but he won't. Now, is this in reference to something we're going to be talking about later in the show? Or, I mean, there are a number of things this could apply to. Do you have any indication? Yes, it's exactly what we're going to be talking about later on in the show. (laughs) 
And that would be, let's just give a quick, you know, taste for everybody. Mm -hmm. So Titus Burgess, comedian, was on as a guest, talked about his uh, working with Eddie Murphy in a new movie. And Andy tried to create some drama, some scandal, uh, courtesy of previous things that Eddie Murphy has done that have no relation on his current work slash Titus. Mm-hmm. And um, Titus was not having it. Mm-hmm. And it was a delightful experience in exchange to witness. And we'll listen to it later in the show. So what I am hearing from this is that the thing that Andy Cohen continues to do is like grind old axes. Right. Like he holds a grudge. Is that what I'm getting from this blind item? And the piece that and people keep on thinking he'll stop doing that and he doesn't. Yeah, you know, they think that he will, but it doesn't really seem like he's going to. All right. So, bloop. Let's grab another one of those. All right, this blind item has a lot of words, Colleen and Bradley. Okay. So I want you to listen carefully and consider the following celebrity gossip mystery. Okay. Here we go. This long-delayed film directed by an aging permanent A-list director will finally premiere in about two months. Three aging A-list actors are featured in starring roles. This group is so far past their prime that even the concept of a big-budget film in this genre today would be laughable. That is, except to everyone, but the streaming giant. Yet another colossal waste of money, but the streaming service has already sent signals out that they will spare no expense, legal or not, to try and buy as many awards as possible for this white elephant. Oh, it's a film. film. Yeah, so I want you to think of a film Mm -hmm. that's going to debut in a couple months on a streaming service Mm -hmm. directed by a permanent A-list director starring three very big film stars. We've talked about this. Uh, I think we have touched on it maybe in the past couple of years, Mm. but uh, now it's going to finally make its debut in a couple of months. Okay. Okay. And is it, it's not like a reboot or a remake. It's an original situation. Is it a Western? No, but it is a genre movie. Yeah, because you said genre Uh, indicated mm -hmm. that there was a genre attached. Yep. And it seems like it's maybe a passe genre. Yeah. A a banal, blase. Yeah. So permanent A-list director has made movies in this genre before. Steven Spielberg? No. Mm. Think a little more down to earth. A little bit more New York City. Martin... Scorsese. Oh, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Good one. And that's it. Okay. Oh. We don't need to come up with the three actors. Well, you know what? Here, I'm going to tell you. Okay. That this is that movie, The Irishman, that's making its debut at the New York Film Festival, Uh. starring Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. And essentially, what we're going to see in the fall, watch out because Netflix is going to throw a lot of money trying to convince people that this movie should win some awards, even though it shouldn't. Is this like a Gangs of New York experience? Not quite. Or is this like a, yeah, what time period is this? Now I'm curious. Mm. The Irishman? Mm. I can't tell you. But what I can tell you is it's a gangster movie. Mm. So. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Frank Sheeran maintains ties with the Buffalino crime family and claims to have killed fellow teamster jimmy hoffa dun 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 so yeah that sounds right up mm-hmm. Martin i mean Scorsese's. i'll probably still watch it it does kind of intrigue me but it does sound like it could stink yeah smelly right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do we have one more yeah Blinded by the item. i keep coming back to this blind item we talked about it last week but now it's been confirmed and colleen Ooh. you were gone Ooh, fun and we actually had a listener tweet 
to me and Bradley yesterday about this blind oh. item that has now been confirmed. Okay. So I want you to listen carefully to this celebrity gossip okay. mystery because it's pretty absurd. Okay. But it's been confirmed. Okay. Up until his death, this permanent A-list singer slash actor who was in a very famous unofficial group was the biggest donor to the Church of Satan. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> this story is so bizarre. <laughs> so weird. Okay. So weird. Singer, actor. Church of Satan. Singer, actor, now deceased. Now deceased, and let's narrow it down. Yep. What? I mean, I don't even want to say it. Say it. Is it the, the king? Is it Elvis Presley? No, no. Uh, they would know each other and maybe have shared a stage, but he was more of an older, from an older genre. Think about an unofficial group full of singers and performers that was real hot back in the day, like 50, 60 years ago. Is it one of the monkeys? No, think Holly. earlier. Uh, what? I'm sorry. I'm not Davy Jones. I was not trying. Think of like actual singers and performers who had Do a, not say an unkind word about the monkeys. You just did. Um, think, Rude. Of, think about actual musician singers who like had an unofficial friendship group that everybody like one of the Rat Pack. Yes. Now, like Sammy Davis Jr. Yes. Read the blind item. All right. What? <laughs> Up until his Satan, babe. <laughs> ka-chonk, ka-chonk, babe. Oh, Sammy Davis oh Jr. My was the biggest donor to the Church of Satan. Now, I this blind item came <laughs> up, I think, NT Lawyer published this as a result of comedians in cars getting coffee. Okay. All right. So one of the episodes of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee features Eddie Murphy. And in that episode, Eddie Murphy talks to Jerry Seinfeld about a time when he went to Dan Tana's restaurant in West Hollywood with Sammy Davis Jr. And Sammy Davis Jr. scared Eddie Murphy by saying that the devil is as powerful as God. Wow. Satan. (laughs) Babe. Kachonk, kachonk. We're all going to hell. Um, I uh, I did Google Sammy Davis Jr. Satanist. Yeah, and what'd you get? And I came up Do with, tell. he's on a list from geek.com, the 11 best Satanists. And he's no, it's like, it's I like, want to know what one through ten are. It's like a listicle. Marilyn, huh? yes. Marilyn Manson, yeah. Kenneth Anger, Mark Almond, Liberace. What? What? I all these other people I don't know. Um, Sinister Minister Jane Mansfield. Mm. Wow. Okay, but here let me read you what they say okay, about do tell. Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Arguably one of the most out of place entries on the list is Rat Pack member Sammy Davis Jr. But even though it didn't jibe with his lounge lizard persona, Davis has an extensive history with Satanism, having starred in a pilot for a satanic sitcom called Poor Devil. This led to meeting his meeting Levey and becoming an honorary second-degree member of the Church of Satan. Though he eventually returned to Judaism, Davis would reserve seats for LaVey and his entourage Well, it sounds like somebody probably reserved a seat for him. In hell. Mm -hmm. Anton LaVey (laughs) is apparently the granddaddy of all Satanists. Wow. I don't know what any of this means. Neither do I. I just love the idea. But you did tell her the anecdote about him reaching over to... 
Eddie Murphy and saying like Satan's everywhere. Yeah, you can watch that in uh, comedians with cars in cars getting coffee. Wow, with Eddie Murphy and can you Jerry imagine Seinfeld? sitting at dinner with Sammy Davis Jr. and he's like, "Hey man, Satan's <laughs> everywhere." I don't know what I would do. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have to talk about our new favorite publicationship. By the way, we apparently got called out by a member of our afternoon drive time show. We'll tell you about it after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, well, we got to talk about one of our new favorite. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Publationships to discuss. A publationship, of course, is a relationship that is... Okay. That is solely for the purposes of publicity. And uh, we've, I think coined the term shaman for them haven't we no i thought we did this is, oh yeah that's right this is the colleen and bradley yeah, i'm like i love how you delighted yourself for no reason but i want to honor that sentiment because we should do more of it on the show this is the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 <laughs> crazy streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainer I would like to just start this conversation out by giving credit where credit is due. Okay. Lori and Julia. Mm. They do deserve all the credit. Mostly because um, they came up with, well, they called us out. Actually, I don't know if they called us out. They called somebody out. Well, let's hear what they said and see if we got called out or not. Okay. You know how there's that uh, one show on our wonderful station lineup who tries to think that Shamila is not for real? Which one is that? Shamila? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know which one. Um, Sean Mendez and Camilla. Uh-huh. I call them Shamila. Shamilla. I don't know uh-huh. what other people call them, but yeah. that's what I call them. Because their love is real. And I know we've all gotten used to the celebrities being on the down low. So whenever anyone is real out loud with your love, everyone goes, oh, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. Because that's what we've gotten used to is people are like, oh, I want to be quiet with my romance, blah, blah, blah. But they have been inseparable since that song came out. They were just together in L.A. and San Francisco. She was in Salt Lake City. This weekend, they were all over Tampa interacting with fans kissing can't keep their hands off of each other blah 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 so this is where the cynicism comes in people go if it was a real romance they wouldn't be doing this but here's the thing Uh you can either sit in your hotel room and make you know like here's the deal they're at that stage where they are they can't keep their hands off each other it's so fun it's so fun okay so you can stay in your room and have room service and lay around and watch stuff or you can go out and be with the world and just put your love on display. So do you stay indoors or do you go outside? Because if you go outside, everyone will say in Hollywood, your love isn't real. You're being too real about it. When in fact, they just, Shamila is at this stage where they can't keep their hands off each okay. other. First of all, 
I think that we are. I think we are the show that they are calling out there. There's that one show. That would be, can't even, do they know our names? I said this to Donna (laughs) earlier. Um, How many shows are on the station? Well, there's four live local programs. They are one of those shows, Mm -hmm. right? So that leaves what? Three. Mm -hmm. So that means there are three other ones. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'd think she could at least just remember it's us. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm guessing it's us. Yeah. We'll take credit for that. I mean, we are the only ones who are speaking truth to fake relationships. Exactly. Power. Because here's the thing. I'm going to explain to you exactly why Shamila Shamazel is a fake relationship. Now, what, of course, they're talking about is these latest pictures that are exclusive, by the way, to People Magazine. Mm, exclusive. That's a clue right there. Uh, of Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello. Uh, passionately kissing in the ocean. Uh, this happened in Florida yesterday. The two of them were wrapped around each other, floating in the warm waters of the ocean, embracing and playing tonsil hockey, and then walking the, barefoot down the beach. That one of the pictures, just I'm like, that does not look like natural kissing. Like the way she's like smashing her face into his and then like holding her hand up, like she has to, like, force her face onto his. No, they're movie kissing. They're kissing for the cameras. And here's how you know that this is a publationship, okay? Because have they confirmed... Have they confirmed a relationship yet? No. In fact, actually, I believe they said, no, we're just friends, right? If they're just friends and they're trying to hide a relationship, then they're not going out in public to do this. But this is all part of their strategy, Tell them we're not together, but then give them opportunities to catch us making out in the water. And by the way, like, who does this? Go on. Who does this sound like? Or, well, not directly, but indirectly, who does this also sound what, what story does this sound like? Bradley, I'll save you the time. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Oh, yes. Like, oh, they're just like, they're trying to, like, tell us that this is not what's happening. But when you watch them together, you're like, oh, my God, it's totally happening. It's not happening it's not real and listen i don't want to lead the witnesses but i do want people to know we do have an alive and active poll on our facebook page at present um because it's not just us that believe this i'm here to tell you in fact if you go to facebook.com forward slash my talk 1071 you can take part in the poll the question is sean mendez and camila cabello's relationship genuine or a pr stunt and you can vote below, and we have 116 votes, and so far we are at 70% PR <laughs> stunt. Take that, Lori and Julia. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That, that other, other show, show who on our wonderful lineup. Who believes that these two, by the way, who have professional careers in pop music. Mm-hmm. Who have a song out together. Created a song together. Mm-hmm now need to promote that song. And you want me to believe that these two professionals have just happened. Like, like, like the way it works, man is like, he just went over to her house and they like sat with a guitar and then she was like on his bed and but, then looked into his eyes. But there were candles lit. There were candles lit. And they then was like, out. Oh my God, we're doing the song and now I'm actually loving you. So let's just love man. Let's just like, you I was born at night. But I was not born yeah. last night. And I just think that it is rather naive of that other show. Mm-hmm. After all they've lived through in the world of celebrities. Yeah. To think that there is an organic uh, string of a emo- shred of emotion between those two. Yeah. It, it ain't organic. I will tell you this also. 
another tip. It's on the pages of People magazine. What do we know about People magazine? It's lies. It's just lies. It's, it's basically, it. yeah, it's basically just here. Okay, so lest we sound like complete conspiracy boobs. I'm not. I which we are. We are. <laughs> But, you know, if you're trying to make yourself sound less that way when you're in polite company, because, you know, unlike us, you haven't accepted the fact that we're just speaking. Nothing is real. and Everyone smokes. Um, People magazine is generally speaking, publishing things directly from the stars and celebrities themselves. So when it says exclusively, that means it's coming from the celebrities. Mm -hmm. Exclusively. Telling us what they want oh, us to believe. it's down to 70 t- or up to 72% oh, think it's look a PR stunt. Uh, please go vote on that poll, by the way, in the My Talk 1071 Facebook page. When we come back, we want to tell you all about the Pinky Swear Foundation and the triathlon happening. Luxury exemplified. Innovation electrified. The all-new, all-electric EQS SUV from Mercedes-Benz. At NetApp, where dare we say in love with the cloud? And we're consumed by its epic potential. For years, we've been fine-tuning our approach. Heck, we love the cloud so much, we integrated all our data management experiences into it. NetApp makes the cloud work smarter and harder by letting you connect your data no matter where it is, access and securely manage your data, automate processes and optimize infrastructure, unlocking all your data's possibilities. Tap now or visit netapp.com love to see how amazing the cloud can be.